1: Welcome back, everyone, to the Creativity, Spirituality, and Making a Buck podcast with David Nickturn on the Be Here Now Network. This is our second installment of David's View, where David and I are in discussion about meditation and Dharma and how they relate to everyday life. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome back, everybody, to the Creativity, Spirituality, and Making a Buck podcast with David Nickturn, and I'm his, I'm his buddy, Michael Camer's, riding shotgun.
2: Trusty sidekick. <laughs> you're my Ed McMahon.
1: What did Batman call Robin? Was it like his liege or something? No. No. Well,
2: I don't know. I'm spacing
1: on it. We can edit that out. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but in any case, I know you have, you're have. you a Dharma nerd, Michael. Mm-hmm. Is that fair to say?
1: Yes, that is, that is fair to say.
2: In that, and to, to clarify for the people out there, that means you love the Buddha Dharma, you really study, you read a lot, you practice a lot, you're trying to get to the bottom of the whole situation, so conversations with you you're in a way um you kind of um first among equals in terms of the students trying to get to understand what what all this stuff is about, so our conversation should should theoretically be relevant for others
1: theoretically I, I hope it is
2: yeah. you know so what's on your mind so uh these days
1: well during our last conversation i was i was listening very closely and and uh speaking from my experience as a meditator to like connect uh you know um what we were talking about to my experience in you know the uh the mindfulness awareness practice that we do and as a good buddha dharma teacher um, that you are, you brought it back to groundlessness because I kept talking about like my experiences in the meditative state. So um, I thought that that was salient to our conversation. I also feel like in the more popular mindfulness conversation that I see, that's not really something that we we hear or see about in uh, advertising and, mm-hmm. you know, Instagram feeds.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah it's very results oriented for the most part.
1: Yeah and also when uh people if they don't have a t-shirt and they experience something like that it it might be confusing.
2: Mhm. Yeah and there might be benefit as well because as 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 we know the you know primary stages of practice is about finding ground. There is the Buddha touching the earth. There is yeah. a sense of being becoming grounded and stable in some sense Um, and then there is probably a further uh, evolution of going beyond one's habitual notion of ground and trying to see what the real depth of the situation might reveal so you know as we've talked about it as focus and discovery so yeah it's good for people to learn how to focus and, and settle um It's very hard to get any kind of good discovery happening without that. It becomes very helter-skelter. But beyond that, then there's really looking at the nature of phenomena, which is Vipassana. So the focusing and settling, as we've talked about, it's called shamatha in Sanskrit. And uh, one-pointed, and and the the idea of peace or concentration is is in there. And then the idea of Vipassana is really exploring, um, which means there's a certain kind of fearlessness. Right. If you if you're ready to explore, it means um, you're willing to be uh, uh, open to whatever uh, you find.
1: Yes, and I mean speaking speaking from my experiences, you've if you are opening to fearlessness, you've probably touched your fear.
2: Mm-hmm. Of course, that's the the Shambala Warrior approach that we're <laughs> talking about on our. In our Tuesday class. So that's exactly the idea is that not knowing the nature of fear, it's impossible to experience fearlessness. That's the general logic there, which doesn't mean like, okay, you have to throw yourself into situation after situation that will, you know, freak you out. That might not be smart. Um, And you might go past your limit to be able to handle what's coming. But the fear is already there. That's the beauty of it. You know, we wake up afraid we wake up with anxiety we wake up with tentativeness uh, with with a kind of um um uncertainty and and so it's already there you don't have to go looking for it do you
1: no you don't have to go looking for it but maybe you have to stop looking away from
2: it <laughs> Yeah, well said. So what do we make ground out of? You know, uh, I was at a dinner gathering last night, and um, people were talking about the idea of reincarnation and what is it that reincarnates, if anything, you know? And um, the idea that there may not be a, um entity with any kind of solid identity uh at the core of our whole existence is kind of a, a, an amazing reveal it would be like you think you're looking at a close up and then the camera zooms back and you know like in those helicopter shots and you see like thousands of miles of earth around you all of a sudden so that vastness you know is a very um Positive experience. That's I think people don't talk about that enough. That there's something expansive about groundlessness.
1: Well, I, there's a lot of space, right? If you're not, uh, if things aren't as solid and fixed and claustrophobic, perhaps.
2: Yeah, and uh, you know, as far as I can tell, and this is, you know, we're fellow explorers here at this moment. Um, a lot of what I fill space with, or and I, I generalize and say that maybe i've observed that many people do is um the kind of density of emotional life you know which is reactive in in its core um it's not reactive in nature emotions are just energy by nature but the way we manage them is to create a sense of identity out of it and mm. um, you know i like this i don't like that these people were not mean to me uh, if only this was the case then everything would be cool uh, and then beyond that, not even just the the narrative of it, but the kind of feeling of applying a, a tourniquet to the flowing quality of the emotion, and it just gets blocked up. And then you, next thing you know, you're um, you know super pissed off, or just desperately needy, or 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 spaced out beyond recognition. <laughs> Those are the three roots, right? The, the passion, aggression, mm. and ignorance. And we spend our most of our time and energy in those three roots, the three clashes. If you just tap, if I tap you on the shoulder at four o'clock today, you'd be in one of those. Yeah. You you think so?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But hopefully I would be turning towards it instead of away from it. Like, or, you know, that's the thing with an awareness practice. It's interesting. Last time we talked a little bit about the abstract watcher or that sense of non-biased awareness. It's interesting to see yourself in that habitual place like with your momentum and like maybe or maybe not even be able to pull yourself out of it, but to be aware that you're in it. Those are some of the things that uh, I experience these days in my practice.
2: Well, yeah, and and, uh, Trungpa Rinpoche talked a lot about negative negativity. In other words, you have the root klesha and you're having that experience of density and feeling. And then as you're saying, you want to look away from it. And that creates a kind of avoidance type of uh, uh, approach. And so his recommendation, and I think going forward, is to strip away that second tier of negativity, which you call negative negativity, and or you're calling avoidance. And then you have a chance to kind of work with the energy of the original feeling. And usually behind that, there's a lot of tenderness. That's been my experience personally, and I think that's generally described. There's a vulnerability, there's a softness, um, a kind of softening into, you know, your heart, your feelings in your heart. And um, that makes you a warrior, according to the doctrine that we're studying. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? It's not. You don't get tougher and tougher and more and more formidable. You get more and more tender and more and more human.
1: It's really so beautiful. I mean, it's a large part of why I'm here the first time, you know, I heard you. I guess we should give a a shout out to your buddy Pete Holmes and his podcast. I heard you there. A lot of us have heard you on Duncan. Um, You know, I heard when I heard you talk about the path of warriorship for the first time that you could have a spiritual practice like grounded in these kind of traditions in the secular world, you know, especially when we're so surrounded, including by our own aggression and grandiosity and speediness, where, um, you know, to have this practice where we can learn to relate with our own energetic, our own emotions in a more uh, holistic, sane and flowing way where we're not knotted up, you know, constantly fighting our emotions as much and, and going through that process and then um it has helped me open to myself and to my experience and, and the people around me you know so i'm i'm really grateful for that
2: mm. yeah so uh, you know the rainbow um is at the end of the pot of gold <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I think No that, Lotus,
1: no Lotus, no Mud, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. I think that might be a good little bit. Um let, let's let's pause right there. Yeah, that's a good quote. Thank you, Michael.
1: Thank you, David. There you have it, folks. On behalf of everyone at the CSM podcast and the Be Here Now Network, we would like to thank you for listening. This is our third installment of David's view, which is uh David and I in discussion about Dharma topics. I personally feel very grateful to be able to speak to David in this way, in this forum. And we sincerely hope that this discussion is as beneficial for you as it is enjoyable for us to have. We'd like to thank Corey at Be Here Now. We'd like to thank Melissa Mattern, our co-producer. If you're interested in following up on any of these things, please head to dharmamoon.com where... We have all of our upcoming programming listed. We're consistently doing mindfulness meditation teacher trainings. And we have a new program called Foundations of Mindfulness for people who are interested in studying mindfulness but maybe not taking a full teacher training. These podcasts are evergreen, even in the realm of impermanence, so... Uh, We encourage you to go to the website and see what our current offerings are so we can be in community and continuing to develop a society collectively and individually that is mindful, gentle, and brave. So thanks for listening. May you be safe, healthy, happy, and at ease. All the best.
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp.